Welcome to the Intimacy Connection Talk Show, where women discuss all the ways this is their time for love, companionship, and extraordinary intimacy. Featuring co-hosts Jacqueline Lopez and Michael Russer, who are international speakers, authors, and thought leaders in the areas of advanced human sexuality and relationships. So get ready to turn up the heat from hot flash to red hot romance. Good morning, everyone. I am your host, Jacqueline Lopez. And I am her ever-faithful, well, partner and co-host, Michael Russer. For the Intimacy Connection talk show. A talk show where you will hear an initial perspective about sex, intimacy, and relationship. Yes. And that's why, because our life experience is unusual. Very unusual. I mean, there's... There, I mean, literally, probably thousand podcasts about relationship, sex, and intimacy. But how many of them will the, one of the hosts declare, "I can't get it up to save my life," and yet I have an amazing sex life? Yeah. I mean, how many of them can declare such things? Well, not just can they, would they? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they will hide it. Oh my God, men, men would. I, I've had men tell me. You know, and you've been there. You know, I'd rather die than than have what you have. Well, well, they just walk walk back up from you. They think I'm contagious. I know. If they only knew that 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 this clinical impotence due to my can one of my cancers uh, has been such an incredible gift, you and I would not have the relationship we have Mm -hmm. that just keeps getting better and better and better because of it. And I think women really get this. Mm-hmm. Men have a real hard time with this because of the way they're wired. And my wiring got short-circuited um, because of my impotence. And that, that made all the difference. And it's generational. I mean, young young True. women will find this is very interesting, too. Uh, young men actually are much the, more open to it. If the women is, uh, are going through menopause, they will get it. Um, yes. What we're talking about. Yes, yes. I remember speaking uh, in in uh, Ohio almost exactly a year ago, and and one fellow, I you know we speak to cancer survivors and their partners. We do that a lot. And this fellow was a sixty year old male, and he uh, obviously he, um, uh, he he was clinically impotent. He says, you know, I've just given up on women. What woman would ever want me? I says, don't you. Dare. Don't you dare talk like that. I says there are women out there actually looking for you. And I kidded uh, about how you and I were thinking about starting a dating site for men with ED uh, and women who are looking for them. And uh, at the end of the talk, uh, this woman who sat next to him who didn't say a word during the whole talk came up to me afterwards. She says, you know, and she was pretty attractive. She said, you know, you really ought to create that site and i says oh yeah 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 she says no i mean it you need to create that site (laughs) because i mean why don't you explain why um especially with women who are going into menopause well women who are going through menopause um needs um you know i mean when we we go you know more uh, when you become more mature um, we need more time to warm up, and what happens is when men are going through uh, such uh, situations uh, like erectile dysfunction, they slow down and they are better listener, and they um, they themselves need more help. 
therefore they're not focused is not phallus focused the right. the, 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 the sex is a full body uh, you know you use your entire body as an erotic uh, exploration yes as in, opposed in, to in the, mm-hmm. the uh, getting fixated in the middle of your body as you can use your your <laughs> toe your your ear your eyes your uh, mouth everything in yes. your body to pleasure each other to love each other as opposed yes. to just focusing on a reproductive uh, uh, capacity of our body. Right. That is good to make babies, but not for connection. That's right. And today's topic is going to be on the emotional side mm-hmm. of intimacy, because you and I talk about the emotional, sexual, and spiritual mm-hmm. side of intimacy. But today we're going to focus on the emotional side, because that is the foundation for all other forms of intimacy. You can start a relationship, have the world's greatest sex, but it will not last. I assure you without a strong foundation Mm -hmm. of emotional intimacy. Right. And so the topic today, uh, today's show is emotional intimacy. And let's just define emotional intimacy, Michael. Well, emotional intimacy is is a, a deep form of connection between two human beings, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to have, be have a sexual connotation. You can have emotional intimacy with your with your friends. You can have emotional intimacy with your kids. Mm-hmm. You can have emotional intimacy with strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it is that deep form of human connection, that heart connection, and it requires three things. It requires first of all the willingness to be vulnerable and. There's a word that has a lot of um, charge mm-hmm. in our society. Michael, I would like to interject right here yes. before you go further on that, mm-hmm. because I think we would like to talk about the, the, down the road on that one. I would like to define how the gender difference uh, with oh, define yeah. the, the, the very word Intimacy. means one thing for male and another thing for females. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that one first. Yeah, so about, what was it? It's going on almost three years now. Mm-hmm. You and I spoke at a um, Mensa conference, that Mensa for the high IQ people, and the, and the title of the talk was How to Achieve Extraordinary Intimacy in a Shutdown World. The room was packed mm-hmm. with men and women, mm-hmm. apparently with all high IQs, but that didn't really reveal and itself. And the age range were, I would say, 30 to 50. Oh, no, younger than 30. 60, I, we saw some women in their 20s, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing we did is we said, okay, when I we asked the men in the room, mm-hmm. when I say the term intimacy, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? To a man... They said, well, sex, Mm -hmm. meaning intercourse, because that's how men are designed, right? And most men look at it that way, not all men. Uh, And then when we ask the women, when we say the word intimacy, what's the first thing that comes to mind? What do they say? They say cuddling, touching, kissing. Mm-hmm. And that sex thing too. Yeah, yeah. As long as I get that 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 sense of connection, mm-hmm. that isn't just purely physical. And so, uh, you know, from that observation and that experience, we we pretty well determined that there can be significant gender differences mm-hmm. with respect to the term intimacy. Um, and you know, it was interesting because we spoke to a group of college students about a year later. Mm-hmm. And it was almost reversed. Mm-hmm. The women 
were uh, the it's, young women were very aggressive. Situation. Were very very aggressive, and, and for them, intimacy meant intercourse, sex. Mm-hmm. For the men, this is interesting. The millennial men, and I saw this in my audience in the TEDx I did at the University of Nevada Reno, uh, going on three years ago, and they they. Um, they are actually taking on more of a feminine perspective with respect to intimacy because mm-hmm. the men in that, and, and this is purely anecdotal, this is, you know, a very small sampling size, but we tend to see this, I think, in the millennials. Uh, the men tend towards more of the emotional, mm-hmm. the, the importance the of the emotional connection. Uh, and I think the women, young women today, uh, the millennial women, a lot of them, I think, try to overcompensate um, for um, maybe the repression that mm-hmm. that their that their uh, maybe their older siblings or even their parents or their mothers felt, and so become quote unquote sexually liberated. And so yeah, so so intimacy means sex, mm-hmm. and that's. No, that's that's not real intimacy. But they eventually will change, though. They're, yeah, they're, I, I think that will change. I, I think that will change. It's like any pendulum; it goes back and forth. Sometimes mm-hmm. swings too wide. Exactly. But in general, let's just talk about the general uh, differences. The female uh, think of uh, intimacy. Uh, the, the intimacy is related to connecting, to yes. being present, to yes. to um, really being there for their partner. As opposed to just uh, connecting with penetrative sex, as as well done for the male, or just getting off, you know, just getting off, and um, you know, without that emotional connection, and um, <laughs> it, it's it's so you know, it's it's sometimes you 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 see this, you know, the Tinder generation where they this you know they swipe left or right, and then. They basically use each other for mutual masturbation is really what it's for. And there's and no that, connection there yeah, at all. I think the Internet has a lot to do with that. Yeah, the Internet yeah, has I, a lot I, to do with that. Of, of, uh, the visual stimulation. And- oh, that's, that's, that's another whole topic because what, what we're finding now is uh, that young men, college-age men now, are experiencing rather high rates of erectile dysfunction. And there's two primary reasons for this based on what we've, what we've seen and researched. Number one, they use porn so, so prolifically that, uh, they think that's what sexual experience is. And obviously that is not, not even in the realm of, of normalcy. In your, in your time, uh, or Playboy. And well, I was Playboy, yeah. Yeah, it was Playboy, and that was quite an experience, <laughs> boy. <the> days. <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh my god. You have one magazine that you treasure it. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and what's so interesting is, is that, uh, because there's so much free porn, that, uh, everybody tries to, quote unquote, up their game and make it you know, more, I don't know, off, just completely off the charts, off the charts in, in all directions. And, and men think that that's what sex is. And as a result, when they get together with a real woman, they're, they, they've been so overstimulated by porn, they have trouble connecting sexually 
with a real woman. Mm -hmm. And that's really sad. And then there, you've got the issue of the, um, uh, that generation also took a lot of, uh, ADHD drugs, um, which is really sad. And that, that has an impact. That actually has a physical impact on a male's ability to have an erection. So you got a double whammy. You've got a whole young generation of college age men that are experiencing ED. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it, it, uh, there is a way out of this. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're just about ready to wrap up our first segment. I can't believe it. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the way out of this. And that is through establishing deep, connecting emotional intimacy. We'll be back after the commercials. That went freaking fast. Stay tuned. We will be back momentarily with more of the Intimacy Connection Talk Show with hosts Jacqueline Lopez and Michael Russer. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. I recently had to buy a bag of chips for a party. On the front of the bag, it said zero grams trans fat, so I felt that it was a better choice than other chips. When I read the food label on the back, I couldn't believe it. These chips contain partially hydrogenated soybean oil and partially hydrogenated cottonseed oil, which are trans fats. So how does the company get away with their claim that it has zero grams? Eat this, not that, says the FDA allows manufacturers to market products as trans fat free if they contain less than 0.5 grams per serving. So in reality, it's not zero grams trans fat, as they claim. Trans fats lead to a multitude of cardiovascular problems, and a recent study linked increased trans fat consumption with a lower quality of life and overall happiness. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. We are back to continue our conversation with our hosts, Jacqueline Lopez and Michael Russer, on the Intimacy Connection Talk Show. We are back, and our conversation is about emotional intimacy, which is the bedrock of, of our what we have in our relationship. Absolutely. Um, yeah, without the emotional intimacy that you and I have, we are, well, we just celebrated our fifth anniversary. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the actual day of our anniversary, I was in the intensive care unit, <laughs> was fighting for fighting my for life. life, and um, and but uh, he came back. I came back, and I'm forest. yes, I'm coming back, and um, and I think as a better human being. But that's another whole story, mm -hmm. folks. Um, that was quite an experience, uh, you know, actually facing death. Yes. Um, that that was that was quite an experience. And, and the most, uh, they give you more reason how to appreciate every moment yes. with your loved one. 
Yes. And and the listeners, many of them probably going through the same type of crisis in their life where you just don't know for how long you're going to have your loved one with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, we don't know. We really don't know. And that's why emotional intimacy is so important. It, like we said, it forms the bedrock for all other forms of intimacy. And it is missing largely in um, the, the, you know, in the, Tinder culture. Uh, there's, there's well, even in the baby boomer culture. Even oh, in the baby boomer culture. <laughs> so what the first thing to go in any relationship is the erosion of um, of emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's it a uh, little wounding here and there that doesn't get addressed mm-hmm. starts chipping away at that emotional intimacy, and um, and as when, when that happens the uh, respective parties start shutting down. Mm -hmm. And when you shut down, by definition, that means you cannot connect. You connect less and less and less. Mm -hmm. Now, you still may be having, you know, physical intimacy of various forms, but it's not going to be anywhere near as fulfilling. It's become a chore. Yeah, it's like, okay. An entitlement. Well, it's a chore, an entitlement, or, uh, yeah, depending on which gender you are. And, uh, (laughs) and, and it also becomes just basically a physical release. That's, that's it. You know, I, I started feeling frisky and, you know, I need a release. And, uh, so let's go do it. And that, oh God, that is sad, you know. And then you have the baby boomers, as you said, that, uh, for many of them, uh, they end up, you know, basically as roommates, which is kind of the way it was for me, uh, the last 11 years of my, of my previous marriage. And, um, neither one of us went out, uh, and had relationships with anybody. We focused on the kids and, and the work so we could put the kids through very good schools. But it was a sad existence. And, and we see this time and time again. And people simply accept it. They think, well, we're older, you know, it, you know, sex is for the young. It's not for the old. And folks, we are here to tell you that is the biggest myth in the world when it comes to relationships. Imagine an engine that doesn't have oil. So it gets rusty. No, that's, it, that's, it blows up. No, it just doesn't get rusty. It freaking blows up. He needs that juice. It needs the oil. Yeah, it needs yeah. the oil to get yeah, it the going. Lubrication. The lubrication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that kind of lubrication, but you know <laughs> what I mean. It needs to be able to, and it needs to be fine tuned, and mm-hmm. it needs and it needs maintenance yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, you just and don't. That's the bigger, the, the bigger. Uh, you know, the mistake that people make. Yeah, uh, they, so think, they, they, they think, marry, oh, they think, oh, that's the other thing. Oh, yeah, they, they get they get all excited and they have the commitment. Then they get married and they go on the honeymoon and then they stop working at it. They think, OK, we're good. We're solid. We're gold. And that's the exact time mm-hmm. when their relationship starts heading downhill. Mm-hmm. So let's define what we even mean by emotional intimacy, shall we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we def- we're very specific on how we define emotional intimacy. Um, it's a deep abiding d- It's a deep abiding connection between mm-hmm. two people and at the emotional. at the emotional level. And um and but it requires three things to uh, ideally on both partners uh uh sides um but if one is there it can he he or she can help the other partner mm-hmm. uh achieve 
the same level of emotional intimacy. So those three things start with vulnerability. Mm-hmm. All right. So what is vulnerability? Well, for most people, that is a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. To say I feel vulnerable means you're existentially weak and um, therefore, you know, that's unattractive. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, we're here to tell you that is another myth. Vulnerability means you have the courage to feel everything. And that means the high highs to the very low lows. And Jacqueline and I have felt all of that Mm -hmm. many times. Mm -hmm. And the low lows are not comfortable. The high highs are unbelievable, Mm -hmm. but the low lows are very uncomfortable. But it's the willingness to be present for those and not shirk them, not pretend they're not there or shut down so you don't feel it. And, you know, we live in a society where people take drugs, I mean, prescription drugs, so they don't have to feel things. Life is about feeling things. Mm -hmm. That's part of life. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to do that, you're not living from our perspective. And so vulnerability is the willingness to feel everything. And because I'm telling you right now, if you're in a relationship, you're going to experience the entire spectrum of feelings. And unless you're willing to feel everything, you are effectively shutting down. And there is no one-way valve for feelings. I I know because I uh, I remember uh, late in my relationship, I, I was prescribed Zoloft, which is a antidepressant. Not that I was depressed, but I had mood swings and I was bugging my wife. And so I took it and I felt... Basically, nothing, numb. And when you and I started our relationship, I uh, I got off of it, and uh, um, and I'm glad I did because I said I couldn't, I can't have a a new relationship that I expect to be successful if I'm numb. Mm -hmm. You deserve more than that. I deserve more than that. Mm -hmm. So number one, it's the willingness. In fact, insistence on. Feeling everything, the full spectrum of emotions and feelings within the relationship. The next one is authenticity. Do you want to talk about that? Authenticity is the willingness to show up exactly how how you are, who you are, words and all, and speak your truth. And this is very important for women because women, especially in the bedroom, uh, we have certain idea about what the men expect when we are intimate in the bedroom, and usually is to massage their ego. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. Uh-uh. You know, you know, pretending that you have an orgasm. For for instance, it's the most insidious one. Uh, you pretend that you like the way he touch you. That you pretend that you like the way he uh, speak to you, or whatever. You you just there's a whole game in terms of what you think he wants to hear, and you just play that role and become like an like an actress, really. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not true, you really are performing. Yes, and you're giving the false signals to yeah. the man. The man wants to please you. Yeah. That's built into them. Um, they want That's their to highest, please you. Their, their, their the highest, highest sense of fulfillment yeah. is knowing that they pleased you like no other. 
they have no feedback and they have no coaching by most women. In fact, there was a study done in the United Kingdom uh, where they interviewed uh, women of all ages, and what they discovered was through this stu- through this study is that women moan or vocalize during intercourse for two primary reasons. Number one uh, is to speed the guy up. Not because, hey, Harry, I just love it when you slam me like a jackhammer. No, it's like, let's get this over already. And number two, to, as you said, massage his ego to so that to basically to protect his self-esteem. So it's it's pretense all the way through. And and he's getting false signals. So authenticity is crucial to to maintaining emotional intimacy. You and I often have often say things not intentionally mean or hurtful, but that need to be said. Mm -hmm. And you and I both uh, accept that, uh, you know, our ego gets tweaked a little bit, but we know it's best for the relationship. So Mm -hmm. even if it means, even if it means it might hurt the ego of your, of your partner, it's crucial that you are authentic. So we Mm -hmm. talked about vulnerability, the willingness to be authentic and then the big one, certainly for me, um, and I think I think I, I actually think most people have this better than I, than I did when I was in my my uh, my first marriage. I uh, the, the willingness to be open hearted, and what that means is is the 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 willingness to tear down all the barriers we put up in front of our heart, thinking. You know, the reason we put it there is thinking that's going to somehow protect us from emotional wounding. And instead, all it does is eclipse our heart and prevents it from connecting at that level. And um, I remember six years ago, uh, just over six years ago, I said, I will no longer live that way. And I drew a line in the sand of my life. And boy, did everything change. And if I hadn't done that, I don't. Well, even if we had met, you and I would never mm-hmm. have had a relationship. It's, it's compared to living, uh, to having a uh, black and white TV and a color TV. Yeah. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. you see the life with the color. Yeah, you know? and all that armor, folks, is has nothing to do with the heart. The heart, at least from our perspective, and we're going to talk more about this in the next segment. Um, the the heart never needs mm-hmm. protection. The heart is never jealous, never needy, um, and it gives and receives love uh, without condition all the time. It is the ego that needs that protection, but we're going to talk about that later. So the three criteria, once again, vulnerability, the willingness to feel everything, authenticity, the willingness to show up exactly as you are, and uh, warts and all, and say exactly your truth, (laughs) even if it means possibly hurting the The ego of your partner, and then the open-heartedness, the Mm -hmm. willingness to tear down all that armor that we've put up over the years to protect, quote-unquote, protect our heart, only... The heart never needs that protection. Right. And to close this segment, I want to say that we have two categories of authenticity. One is the, you know, something that is really urgent to address. We say it right there and then. Mm-hmm. And then we have some other, like a minor one, and we meet for those, um, uh, you know, every month or whatever is necessary to talk about the things that bother us. I mean, it could be a minor thing. You know, I don't like the way you put the, the glass by my, my bed or something, you mm-hmm. know. I don't like it. Well, whatever the minor details when you live with somebody. Yes. Different. 
Yes. So we'll be back after the commercials. And we're going to teach you the secret about how to grow and maintain emotional intimacy. Stay tuned. We will be back momentarily with more of the Intimacy Connection Talk Show with hosts Jacqueline Lopez and Michael Russer. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Next time your parents or grandparents complain about walking to school uphill both ways, you can tell them about a village in China where getting to school is a real adventure. In the mountainous Sichuan province, children have to get to school from their tiny village of Atular by rappelling, abseiling, and clambering down a 2,500-foot cliff. Using ropes and bamboo ladders to scale this one-half-mile-high brachtumic, the journey is so difficult that the school children ages 6 to 15 only return home every two weeks. What's the word for the fear of heights? Hypsophobia. A new set of steel stairs is now being considered to help make the journey to school safer. By the way, a brachtumuk is a hill so steep it hurts the stomach of anyone who tries to climb it. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We are back to continue our conversation with our hosts, Jacqueline Lopez and Michael Russer, on the Intimacy Connection Talk Show. And today we are talking about emotional intimacy. And Michael, you would like to yeah, talk um, about... You know, this is... It's, it's one thing to talk about, okay, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, vulnerable, authentic, and open-hearted, but the reality is wounding happens. Mm-hmm. And the wounding doesn't happen at the heart level. It happens at the ego level. And so this is for our human condition. We we get hurt. Yeah, we get we hurt. we remember those for yeah. the rest of our lives. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, my, I can only speak for myself, mm-hmm. but my first response or reaction when I feel hurt uh, is that, uh, and that's whether you intend to hurt me or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, is to shut down. That's my first feeling, but I'm aware of it, right? I can feel it in my body, usually in mm-hmm. my chest area. And I'm saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I did that before and it doesn't work. It never works. Folks, listen to this carefully. Shutting down after wounding never, ever works. So stop it. Don't do it. Have the courage to be present to that feeling. It will pass and then move on Mm -hmm. and then reestablish the emotional connection. We're going to help you with that. Now, here's the thing. We're going to we're going to present a worldview that Jacqueline and I ascribe to that has been tremendously empowering. But we're also going to say it's not true. It's uh, it's no more true, no more less, no more or less true than the worldview that many people hold that they are that voice in their head, they are that bundle of emotions they feel in their body, um, and uh, they are their monkey mind. Um, we're saying that's one way, that's one context to see reality. You and I don't choose to see it that way. We have we see. Um, reality as that is a manifestation of the ego. Everybody has an ego. 
And the ego has its place because it, it, it's, it's a survival mechanism. Mm -hmm. It is the primary survival mechanism. It brought us up to here. Yes, it brought us up to here. It's brought us up so far. Mm -hmm. And if left unchecked, uh, it will destroy us all. And we're starting to see that, um, in the world. But I, I'm hopefully the heart will win out. But the point is, is that the ego is a manifestation, simply a manifestation of the neural net that we have called the brain. And it is Jacqueline and I choose to say, that's not who we are. That's just, that's just part of this, of this experience of being human. Uh, we don't identify with it. Uh, doesn't mean that the ego does, our egos don't get tweaked, that we don't feel the pain, both emotional and even physical within our body. The key is to become aware. It, the key is to become aware. So, so what we look, how we see ourselves is the heart or Another way of saying awareness, right? That, that ineffable, um, uh, immortal part of who we are that is forever shining, uh, you know, giving and receiving love unconditionally unless eclipsed by the ego. Mm -hmm. That shift in context is so powerful. It will allow you to address any kind of wounding. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, why don't you give them the example of what happened, uh, probably about it. Was it about a year, year and a half into our relationship? You said mm -hmm. something. You were being very authentic mm -hmm. and it tweaked my ego pretty good. Yeah. So we came back from, um, going out on Saturday, probably or Friday. I think it was a Friday uh, night. Yeah, we had great night dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was all, you know, very happy and, and, you know, just euphoric. And then mm -hmm. we got back to your, your apartment. At that time, we weren't living together, so right. we just spent the weekends together. So I'm looking at Michael, and I saw someone very, very handsome, and I expressed that. I say, wow, you look so handsome. And he... And, and he I, no, 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 yeah. you, 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 then you continued. Then, you said... Why didn't I? Yeah, why, then, why didn't I think of that before? Yeah, why, why, why didn't I feel? I noticed or something. Yeah, why didn't I notice, I noticed that, before? that before? And then I asked. I my think the lighting was just perfect. Oh, your, thanks. Your, <laughs> this is really making me feel good. <laughs> your, your, the angle of your face. I mean, everything was just uh, all the makeup. No, and, yeah. no. And, um, and, and then I asked my first stupid. I, I should say I didn't ask it. My ego asked. Uh, my the first stupid follow up question. I said, "Well, because you had you had implied that there was a time when you didn't think I was right, that attractive." Right, right. And I go, well, "Well, what did you think of my face before?" And what did you say? I say, "Not so much." Oh my uh, God! Oh, that's the thing about authenticity. Yes. I, that was the thing I was thinking. You know, yeah. just, just it just came out. Yeah, it's not like you mask uh, mask your your what what you you think. And I think that's because it's, uh, English is my third language. Therefore, mm -hmm. I don't I don't I don't have that that time or the the, the memory yeah. in terms of oh. You think first, you, they're going to hurt it, and you automatically think of something else to say it. So accommodate what you just said. Yeah. For me, I just blow it up. Boom. I say what is in my mind. Now, I, despite the, the real pretty substantial tweak 
to my ego, I so appreciate your authenticity because that means I can that trust works, you. What, that works even better in the bedroom. I yes. just say it, what is in my mind, and I don't feel it's comfortable. If I don't feel it's it's pleasurable, it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's not what, what I like. I just say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you say it in a way that's, yeah, uh, that's I, I, it's yeah, in a I coaching say, way. Yeah, yes. exactly. I, I say it with, with tact. Yeah, you say it with tact and co- in a coaching way. And But here's the thing. This is how I reacted. My ego just went into a total conniption fit. And, but, 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 I was aware of it. Yeah, I remember you got up. And, and you, I started pacing. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. You walk around, it's almost like you were, you know, kind of selected. What, what am I going to do now? What, yes. what, what's going to happen now? Am what? I going to shut yeah, down? Yeah. Or am I going to just stay with it, be present with it? And and, and allow time. and allow it to just pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I sat there and I'm thinking, I did something probably is, it was inappropriate because I felt that you were pacing and, and I was you upset. just didn't answer to me right yeah. away. And I was struggling whether to shut down. Mm-hmm. And but I, I because of our context mm-hmm. of heart or awareness mm-hmm. versus the ego. That, that, that our sense of awareness in our heart. And it's fundamental to notice that the response that Michael gave to this, this experience allowed me to stay in being authentic because if he were to have come back with a, um, with uh, anger or, or a reactive, then I would have create a, an experience where I say the next time I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. Right. And then you start creating the... the, the, the starts the, chipping the, away at the emotional the intimacy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And remember, you need all three, the vulnerability, authenticity, and open-heartedness. And if any of those start, start fading away, your emotional intimacy starts fading so your away. Your reaction was fundamental. Yes. So my, so, and this is why it's important that both parties mm-hmm. uh, really strive to, to, to be the vulnerable, authentic, and open-hearted. So I struggled with this, I think, for almost an hour. But I, I, I struggled from the standpoint of I just kept going back to awareness, okay? Mm-hmm. And I observed my ego mm-hmm. just having a conniption fit with this and just kind of observing, observing, observing. And then it faded. It went away. And then my rational mind came in and said, well, of course she thinks you're attractive. Otherwise, she wouldn't be with you. Right. She could be with any man she wants. She wouldn't be with you if she didn't find you attractive, dummy. And so I didn't say dummy, but it's, 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 but the point is you don't think rationally when you're reacting. Mm -hmm. And so I had to, first of all, allow the charge to dissipate. And the most effective way we have found, you and I have found is step into awareness or the heart observe from that perspective the ego going through its machinations and that includes the feelings actually i actually felt physically um like i was attacked and but just observing it mm-hmm. saying okay that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. oh no that's kind of interesting and mm-hmm. and then you do that long enough 
it will fade mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one of many, 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 right. and, and and that uh, which both of us. I mean, well, I've said on a things. Daily basis. Yes, on I a mean, daily basis. With that person, and we work together, and yeah, we work yeah, together. Yeah. We live together. We better have a technique that works. Yeah. Otherwise, we will kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're both very um, high energy driven, willful people, and uh, we. Um, you know, and so this this works so so powerfully. So from that point on, Michael, after you you express your your the experience that we had at that time, it gave me permission to be authentic. only authentic with you. Yes, period. Yes, and that I so appreciate because now I know I can trust you, and uh, trust that you will say and do exactly what you mean did say and do. And that's crucial because when you start losing trust in the other person in terms of what they really mean, uh, you know, it's like, um, you, you know, they, 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 I remember, I don't know, a few years ago, they had this man's later and woman's later. It's like, you know, these are translators for what she really meant or translator for what he really meant if you That's have to go yes if you ha- if you're thinking in those terms you're already you, there's no authenticity and and your 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 emotional intimacy is already in trouble and so you know here's the thing wounding happens because it's part of having an ego period well, being human and being human uh-huh. exactly and and the ego's job is survival and it's and it is um single minded in that perspective. So how does survival go into this whole thing about not finding me attractive? Well, it's very, let's, let's peel away all the layers of the onion, shall we? Okay. So we have pretty much determined that every, everything about the ego will go back to existential survival, everything, everything, everything. So, okay. So my ego says, Oh my God, she doesn't find me attractive. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want me. Either. Yeah, she doesn't want me. So that brings up abandonment, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and for me, I have to tell you, there there were some serious issues because I am clinically impotent and I, I'm deeply in love with with Jacqueline at this point, and and the thought that she didn't find me yeah, attractive. Ostr- ostracism. Yeah, ostracism. And so abandonment back in our early, early, early human history literally meant a death sentence because it was through the tribe, the acceptance of being part of the tribe that you were protected. And so all of this is subconscious, but every single insult or wound to the ego, you can trace back if you peel away the layers of the onion to an existential threat. And so what's interesting is, is this is why emotional wounding can be so painful because subconsciously, at the subconscious level, it is truly, it is truly an existential physical threat from the way we react to it. Very, very powerful. That's right. Well, thank you, Michael, for explaining that uh, thoroughly. That, mm. that was that was that was great. You are so welcome. We will be back after the commercials to do the closing. We are already in our four seven coming up. We will be back momentarily with more of the Intimacy Connection Talk Show with hosts Jacqueline Lopez and Michael Russer. 
Sacred Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of sacred cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. years ago, some fishermen off the coast of Italy discovered some pottery along with fish in their nets. Divers were called out and discovered an ancient Roman ship whose galley, or caboose, a nautical term for kitchen, was extremely intact. Some of the food uncovered on board was pickled fish, wine, oil, and grain used to make the ship's biscuits, otherwise known as dandy funks. It is thought the 2,000-year-old boat was probably on its way to Spain when it sunk and was covered by layers of mud, baggy wrinkles and all. Baggy wrinkles are another name for the ship's ropes. The mud protected the ship from wear, explaining why the leftover food on board was still in such good condition. We land lovers may not be familiar with leftovers on the sea, but we are familiar with leftovers in our kitchen. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We are back to continue our conversation with our hosts, Jacqueline Lopez and Michael Russer, on the Intimacy Connection Talk Show. And today's talk was about emotional intimacy, and we are in our last segment, and we always like to, for the audience to take something with them that will serve them in their lives, not just a personal, interpersonal life, but also professional Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the relationships with the loved lives. ones. Yes, all aspects. And, uh, Michael was explaining the, um, the 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 necessary components of emotional intimacy, and also talk about what it, it it takes to differentiate your ego from your your higher self. Yeah, and which heart. one is the yeah. one that gets mm-hmm. hurt, and which one is the one that just observe. Exactly. Yeah, it can never be heard. The heart can never be heard. At least that's our context. And we all we do is ask you which one's going to be more empowering for you. Mm-hmm. You know, the drama, the ongoing, never ending drama of identifying with your ego and those thoughts in your heads and the emotions that you feel in your body um, versus recognizing the possibility that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. 
and then stepping above that like a bird's eye view and, and just watching it, witnessing mm-hmm. it. And as you do, that drama fades away, which leaves room for a deeper connection. That's right. I want to go back, uh, Michael, about vulnerability because this is very important for men. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when you reveal your condition, mm-hmm. and I thought that was the most sexy thing I ever heard. <laughs> Someone, you know, becoming becoming so vulnerable to to reveal. Uh, you know something that men uh, uh, try to avoid at all costs, and and and, and just uh, can, can you just go back to to that moment when? Yeah, well, I I remember when you and I transitioned from just friends, mm-hmm. and then we went out dancing, and oh my God, I saw you dance, I'm thinking, oh, I am in such trouble. I started feeling having mm-hmm. other feelings for you. And uh, then I gave you a couple of, you know, I gave you a kiss when you dropped me off home. And then next couple of days you came over to finish helping me with something. I gave you another kiss. And then we knew, we knew we were in yes. trouble. But at that time I had not revealed to you the fact. Nor, I mean, anybody really, any yeah. other woman. Yeah, nor any other one. Uh, I hadn't revealed to you that I was clinically impotent. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I have not been with a woman now for 12 years. I never dated anybody since my wife from 30 years prior. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what is this going to be like? And it did. It took a lot of courage. And so I, I sat you down and you came over. And by now, because I was feeling the emotional intimacy, it's interesting how once you have it, your emotional intimacy starts clicking into place, how the other person can become that much more beautiful mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. And because you and I were not physically, necessarily physically attracted to each other in mm-hmm. the beginning. We were just friends. I was attracted to your smell. Yeah, you were attracted <laughs> to my smell. And I think we were attracted to each other's drive mm-hmm. and personality. And But but it was no, I mean, it was not like, oh, my God, let's yeah. jump in the sack. No, not at all. Not at, in the And besides, in the look, uh, I, was in my, I, I was 47 at that time. I I'm, I I kind of slow down. I I calm down. I I've done that, been there, done that. You yes. know, I just want to take it slowly. That's yes, the thing. and and same here. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what is she going to do? Is she going to look at her left wrist when I tell her? Thinking, well, you look at the time. You know, this has been so much fun. But I I do have to get going. Mm-hmm. We'll be in touch. Bye bye. Or you give me a look like. Oh, you poor guy, which is the worst thing a guy wants to hear or see. But I went forward and I pointed to my crotch and I said, sweetie, this is not working and it may never work. Are you open to exploring other ways mm-hmm. of being intimate with me, not having a clue what that meant? Yeah, and, and at that point I want to interject because I thought some men would wait until they get a yes to mm-hmm. become intimate and then whatever, you go somewhere else or you you know, the, the, the bedroom, the intimate moment, and then they tell you. I thought it was so, um, you know, I, I just so appreciate the honesty and right up front. You don't, you didn't wait another minute to no. reveal what was going on. Yeah, of course not. And co- no. coming from a, a, a culture where men try to get to women's pants 
uh, or cars and using all kinds of trickeries. Yeah. Uh, for me, that was so refreshing. I'm just telling you well, right now. Thank it was, you. It was the most sexy idea. <laughs> you know, I think that's the first time you've ever yeah, told me that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. You just yeah. made my morning. Uh-huh. And, um, um, yeah, it, it was, but I felt, what else could I do? You know, I had to tell you. And because otherwise, I mean, I can't hide the fact, despite the fact that when we did try, when we did go on our first intimate time, I brought every erectile aid money could buy. And folks, every one of them failed spectacularly. And the last one, particularly painfully, which launched our career because of it. I would be forever grateful. I just never want to use that device ever again. And, um, but yeah, yeah. So for men, vulnerability is a big deal. It's a big deal. I work with a lot of men through the Mankind Project, which is all about helping men at the national level, all about helping men um, get in touch with with their their emotions. And because in our culture and in many cultures, Men are taught to repress and suppress their emotions, which is... Men up. Uh, they, yeah, man up. And, you know, no, men don't cry. Men don't feel these things, you know, all this kind of stuff. That's so much BS. We're human beings. And it doesn't mean you can't be strong. It can't doesn't mean you can't be virile. But it does mean is that if you don't address those emotions... You are actually setting yourself up either for depression mm-hmm. or for violent acting out. And I think a lot of what we see, well, we see out yes. there today are men who have not learned to express connect their emotions. Their, their, yeah, really connect with their, their heart words. and their emotions and, and feel okay about it. It's not particularly pleasant at times, but that's part of life. That's part of the vulnerability feeling, the willingness to feel everything. And so that's why, uh, in fact. And, 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 and I think there's a, there's a mistake. Men think that women would not like a man who are vulnerable, who right. are weak. Right. Because they, they equate vulnerability with weakness. Yes. And it's the opposite. Yes. Vulnerability is, is really so one of the most. So they try to hide their vulnerability. Right. They, vulnerability is, is as long as it's done authentically. Vulnerability is one of the most courageous acts a, a, a human being can do, whether it's a man or a woman, but in particular for men, mm-hmm. because our culture tells us the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, don't allow yourself to be vulnerable. You're going to be, the implication is you are not going to be around long if you do. You're weak. You are, you're existentially threatened, and which is so much. You won't be able to protect the family. You won't be able to protect yeah, the family yeah, and the yeah. whole thing. And that's so much BS. So that's the takeaway. And uh, this last segment, we, we always want to give you something to take with you. So Michael just explained the vulnerability. Well, mm-hmm. usually it's a, it's a male trait. Yes. And it's, 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 it's well, it's a male, it's a male, it's a male, uh, predilection, predilection to not allow themselves mm-hmm. to be vulnerable. And right. for women, and I'm going to speak for for, for the ladies, uh, authenticity mm-hmm. um, is telling your truth, is speaking up, and um, it, it, you know, with a, a tact, you have to have that the way to say it. You, if you if you try to um, you know to, to lecture the person, that's not going to fly. No, that you will know. that will tweak his ego, and he will. Probably not allow himself to be vulnerable again in the in the bedroom. So you need to learn to coach them. Coaching and um, lecturing are two completely different things, and that's another topic for another time. 
But it is uh, very, very important, uh, as you said. Women need to really take control in the bedroom because you and I have discovered that, that the feminine is truly the fountainhead of uh, all sensuality. Mm-hmm. And uh, The problem, Michael, is that women don't even know that. They don't know it. I know. They don't know it, and they, they think, they, okay. Women don't know that they hold a key. Right, and they think, okay, well, gosh, and now I'm in menopause. You know, my my, my uh, sex life is over, diminished, and, and it is exactly the opposite. They, yeah, they go to the doctor. They, they do a hormone replacement. They yeah. do all kinds of things to fix it. Yeah. Where it's, the, 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 there's the, nothing the, to be fixed. The there's nothing to be fixed. What's, what needs to, it is an invitation to explore other ways of being intimate, uh, especially physically intimate. And that's what happened with you and I. You and I were like this perfect storm uh, that came together. And as a result, we experienced levels of emotional and sexual intimacy that, frankly, most normally functioning couples where all their body parts are working and everything else cannot even fathom. And I'm not saying that in a braggadocious way. Yeah, and we are not special. No, By we're not special. Way. We just discovered we are this. flawed human beings. Yes. Everybody, like everybody yeah, else. Yeah, but we discovered this because of um, my short circuiting in, in my erectile function wiring, and mm-hmm. it's which allowed me to slow down. And, please and I you. think, and, 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 and I don't know if this is appropriate, Michael. Um, you know, my cultural heritage. You know, mm-hmm. and I come from a family. You just, you just say it. You just speak. You, you be honest. You say it, and you know how you feel. And, yeah. and uh, that also contributes to that, the harmonious. Yes, um, it does. Yes, it does. And I think far too many women in the American culture are afraid to do that. It takes courage, ladies. It takes courage, mm-hmm. and that courage will be rewarded, I assure you. Mm-hmm. And as it happened again, we run out of time for, for but I, I think we have a, one more minute. Yeah. Um, if you want us to, to talk about any topic that you think we have failed to, to bring it up, uh, yeah. just send us an email, contact at Intimacy Connection Talk Show, which is our domain for this show. You can listen to all the shows, prior shows. Intimacy Connection Talk With Show. comments or questions or suggestions, we are open to them all. Mm-hmm. And we are here to serve you folks. Okay. And, and um, we love doing this. Yes, we, we do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Even coming right out of the hospital, I yeah. didn't want to miss this. And so thank you for sharing our time, sharing the time with us, and we hope that you found great value. That's right. We'll be back in seven days with another Intimacy Connection talk show, and we'll have a guest the next Friday. That's right. So have a great week, folks, and thank you again Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to our show today. We'll be returning in one week with more of the Intimacy Connection talk show to discuss other hot topics on intimacy and relationships with your hosts, Jacqueline Lopez and Michael Russer. You can also listen to all our previous shows on TogiNet, iTunes, and SoundCloud.